Here we go. Oh, here we we're go. in it, and we're on. I can, I can edit all this out, though. <laughs> oh, don't. Let's let's be real. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Be no real. Let's be rizzle. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a line. This is your oh, podcast. Oh, come on. Go on. There's a line, and I am drawing it in the sand, <laughs> in in whatever. That's uh, true. I guess my name is Aaron. My name is Chris. And this is the Bad Monks Podcast. Yes, it is. So man. you wanted us to talk about versions of the Bible as our opening yes. kind of discussion. Yeah, how many versions you think there are? There are. Gosh, what a loaded I, question! Hundreds. I love it because it's so. Uh-huh. I'm okay. I'm a purist. Okay. Yeah. And I, the purest, the purest in me comes from having worked in children's ministry. I mean, I, when I start, when I when we came to Denver in 1992, we moved to Colorado in '92. Yep. Um, that's a long time ago for those oh, of you who are like, what? The world existed before 2007 when I was born? <laughs> yes, it did. It was real. It, it was it was in black and white, but it was real. Black and white. Yeah. We, we, oh, we, had the, we had the moving pictures and everything. It was a good time for all. There's and color, then, too. And then, yeah. And <laughs> Wi-Fi came around and the world changed. Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, to be young again. So... Yeah, so we moved here in ninety, moved to Denver ninety two. Yep. I started volunteering in children's ministries, and being an intern and doing all the things that I did in nineteen ninety seven. Yep. All the way up until obviously now in twenty twenty three. That's a long time. I don't want to calculate it. It's a bit. So, what I've and and I've I've we were both, we've both been alive when the new translations have kind of been debuted. Oh yeah. And, and yep. opened and, yep. and and. and Here's the thing about translations that my belief is, before I yep. get into specifics about which ones that I want to just launch into the sun, yep. um, which is a very weird Christian thing to say on a Christian <laughs> podcast, I would like to want, I would like to crucify them. That's, oh, that's a little violent. That's violent. I, yeah. That's okay. Though. I don't know what our, I don't know what our, where our metaphors lines are here, but I'm, 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 I'm making new ones. I'm making a new lane. So I, NIV is my, is my standard. I always will come back, to, and I, I, tru- I usually will try and strive for NIV 1985 or oh, I see, NIV yep. because NIV has done a couple of translations in the last years or so, years or so, which you know I, I'm not personally particularly like. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Yep. Um, if you really wanted, I mean, I, I use NIV, and then if I really, really, really want to go old school, I'll go King James. I t- don't traditionally dig into King James <laughs> because that's when you get into the Shakespeare language, which makes you just kind of want to make your head put your head through a wall or a desk or whatever because it's just like what so i i'm a traditionalist when it comes to what i will actually hold true to and oh, used yeah. for context and investigation gotcha i will do king james version or niv the reason why is i was old i was alive when the message came out oh and was the message bible oh so Here's the thing about the message, because there was a lot of people who were like, oh, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and it's amazing, and we have, praise the Lord, hallelujah, pass the communion cup, we've got it amazing, we're going to change the world, what? I don't know why it's all a sudden Southern, but, you know, blame somebody. Canada. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I blame, blame Canada. Canada. <laughs> blame Canada. We've gone from the South to the North in we'll like blame a, 100 let's, miles an hour. Hey, <laughs> let's blame them, eh? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know, eh? Uh, so <laughs> the message, it's its not a word-for-word translation. It's, it's not. what you call a paraphrase. It is, which I don't like. Well, here's the thing about a paraphrase is it gets really dangerous because when you yeah. talk about Bible verses and you talk about meaning, you yeah. talk about context, you talk about the work and the translation work that was done, yeah. King James to NIV and, and, and the others that are out there, Yep. The danger is you start taking the original meaning and you start to dilute it. You Ooh. start to really take the yeah. meaning and the weight of those words away yep. because now you've 
you, it's already translated probably several times in King James to NIV yeah. and, and whatever. And so you have to be mindful of how many layers of translation have occurred. Yeah. And is is the true meaning of Christ's words yeah. and, and the, 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 the meaning of, of what was written, is it still there or has it been diluted out of oh. meaning and out of out of point? And that's 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 my thing about the message. Is because I've it's a good so, point. Well, and I didn't bring it with me, and I'll that's out of, in a future podcast I will. Way back in the day, I actually purchased and it was not cheap a message NIV side by side. So oh. it had the NIV on one side, and it had the message on the other. Oh, you paid an arm and leg I for that. I probably did back. This is like maybe ten years, 10, 15 years ago, because I was like, I have to know. I want to yeah. know. I want to make sure that if I'm gonna yeah. if I'm gonna put my my, my, if I'm going to stand up or sit down with this version, yeah. I don't want to play. I don't want to go in there and not know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so there were there have been times, and I've done this with my wife. I've done this with other people, and I'll sit down and be like, okay, let's take a look at this verse that we, we, we you're you're using the message to talk yep. about. Yeah. And I'll say, what is missing from here to here? It's I would say it's a 70, 65 to seventy five percent hit rate. Oh. Because but that's there's the problem there. You've got that's 20, not that good. Twenty five to thirty percent. That's not that's bad. Making, making the <laughs> not making the transition, not yeah. making the grade. Yeah. And I've had people go, oh, that's not good. I'm like, uh-huh, that's this is why I don't like the message. It's not good at all. And the message, the par- paraphrases exist because we want, we desperately want to understand. We yeah. want to be like, well, it makes sense to me now. Yeah. The problem with that is, with your Bible, there ha- you ha- there has to be a level of work. Yeah. So if you're, you've, read the, you've read the Bible three times. Yep. Three, three times. Thereabouts. Three, three yep. times, uh, full, all the way through. And my yep. parents have done that. My parents yep. recently, my mom and my dad finished it. This yep. last G- December, they finished going through the Bible. And yep. it was my mom's first time. My dad, oh. my dad has done it every year for the last 60 plus years. Oh, are you serious? He's read the Bible That's incredible. all the way through a year. And he does deep dives. He does the context. Yep. But for my mom, it was the first time she said, okay, I, I can let's do it. I'm ready to do this. And her and my dad process and, and read and look at the Bible differently and how they what they need to be able to have. Which is good. Right. It's awesome. You don't yep. want to have two yep. people that have the same whatever. Yep. Um, but she said it was so enlightening to read and read through verse by verse by verse yep. and get the and get the meat, get the potatoes. Get yeah. The problem with paraphrases is you start. You don't have to do the work. You don't have to do the work of. There's no in. work involved. Right. You don't have yeah. to find the dot. You don't have to, don't have to find like a, a, a context or a commentary on the verse or the book. You don't have yep. to dig into. Hey, let me look at what the meaning of the words was. What the, what was the original? Yep. You know, Latin. What was was what's the language here? What's going on? How does this translate? What's where's the context? Where's the connected tissue? What True. verse is this connecting to? And yep. then does how is like because that's the power of the Bible. The Bible was not built just to look at. The Bible was built to sit down, dig in, study, study, yeah. and to get out those highlighters, get out those pens, yep. pull out those those concordances, pull out. The I got one. Pull out. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I got, I got both. I, I yeah. have. I have made it a point of doing that because if I read something. Especially yeah. biblical. It's not that it's a creative story you're right, you're reading from some author down the street. Yeah. This is God's word you're reading. His actual words. And you yeah. don't get to just be like, Cool, yay, I understand it now because I read a paraphrase. I think good. Lord enough. Lord don't paraphrase. No, he does not. <laughs> Jesus wasn't paraphrasing paraphrasing on the cross. He wasn't paraphrasing his paraphrasing his parables. Yeah. There was me and so and this is again, this is good not point. It's not there's no shame in translations and, and paraphrases. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong if you have one on your shelf yeah. like we're not going to come to your door and go dun, 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 dun. where's your paraphrase we need it now Keep we're going to gonna bring out the king james and beat you with right <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically of metaphorically of course <laughs> yeah. metaphoric metaphoric statement there uh <laughs> 
Although if you were in, if you were in other like <laughs> like you know like Russian like oh, Nazi yeah. Russia like other they author- probably would authoritarian <laughs> regime if they were if they were theologically minded in their government I'm sure that they would do that that would, would be a thing they would do they would do uh, that. Russia is very much not a theological uh, government anyway not really no 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 a, not really they have a host of other things they do which yep. is time time and a place for another thing <laughs> but my point of it is 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 that yeah like the message and there are a lot of versions yep and you got to be mindful that don't you don't find yourself like investing in a paraphrase yep. or a translation that deviates very far from that original meaning and that original intent True. and the original words yeah because the power of the Bible is in what those words say. That's true. And the context and yep. the connective tissue that it shares with other verses in the Bible, yep. with other parts of the passage, with other parts of the book. That's what makes the Bible a powerful, not just literary, literary device and literary creation, but also a like religious tome, is, is that it is... It matters. It does. And you can't you can't parse it out before you start running into situations where like it was like legitimately looking at the at the message version and the NIV version, like I would be like, that's totally different meanings. Yeah. And some people I would they would be, Oh no, it's fine. I'm like, Hold up, hold up, let's take a that's look. Way let's, different. Let's go one <laughs> let's go one by one here. Yeah. And it took us about ten to fifteen minutes of going line by line, piece by piece. And in the end they're like, Oh my gosh, you're right. That isn't right. It's, that isn't that, that, that that's <laughs> been, that that's twisting the meaning. So now it no longer means this, it means this. And those are two, and sometimes it was a little different meaning, but other times it was, we're looking at some significant theological changes occurring with that, with that paraphrase. That's not good. And that's, and so I, like, I get it. Like we want, we want people to feel welcome in the church. We want people to be like, oh, well, it's, it's low, it's low risk. I can just come in, I can read the Bible and and, and that's fine. But at some point you've got to move from the crackers and the cheese you got to move to the meat and potatoes. You do. You can't live on, um, what is it? The man can't live on water, bread and water bread alone. alone. Bread and water. You can't live on bread alone. you got to yeah. have the meat. you got to have that finely grilled, excellently sauced, well, <laughs> well, well brined, <laughs> like really solid steak that yeah. when you put it in, man, it... Your life has changed when you eat that piece of meat. Yeah. And again, we're go- we're going a little, little, little meta. Like so we like food a little bit. The, yeah. The, the food <laughs> metaphors, but the, here, like Christ is also called the bread of life. He is like, called he the is, bread of he life. He is like yeah. so. When we talk about like, and he was slain for our sins, he and was. his blood was covered. Like so, when we talk about steak and Jesus, it's not that far to be kind of like making a gentle <laughs> metaphorical a connection gentle there. Metaphor. Gentle, connection. very gentle, very gentle, but very tasty. Uh, yeah. True, true. <laughs> Metaphor. But like that's the thing, it's like that NIV is when you really yeah. you start you adding on the layers of context. You add on like it's just anyway, that I it's a it's a passion of mine when it comes to translations. I yeah. know when you mentioned it, I was like, Oh buddy, you have no idea yeah, what you're oh, in for. Oh, you I don't do. know what's coming your way. Oh I do. But I, I, I like that's and I look at I look at churches that will sometimes rely on the message. Yeah. Or they'll rely on a translation oh. that's a little deviation from what we wanted or what was needed or what was and it just makes me go, is that really what we needed? Like, are yeah. you sure? So I now that I've talked about translations, and I do have like I enjoy NIV, I but I also enjoy like some other translations that are a little more creative because yep. it helps me those I will not rely on them, but I'll use them to understand that's a good point. The the, the story there you more, go. but I won't be like, well, this this translation or this paraphrase says this, and that's the, it helps me. It helps enhance NIV when it's connect when it connects and when it's when it makes sense. There you go. And that that's what I will use those for because yeah, deeper understanding of of Christ's message for your life 
yeah, it's important. And if you have it to is. use other other translations to enhance that, yep. and add to that when yep. it makes sense, great. But you got to be able to discern. Discernment. Here we go again. Yeah, we that the last time, right? It's it's discernment. Yep. It's not a you don't just be like, okay, cool. Here's my here's my rubber stamp. Things are great. I'm good. <laughs> Moving on. Like no, Christianity is not. There's no rubber, Christ is not a rubber stamper. The He's Lord does a, not rubber stamp. The Lord takes you in and says, "Okay, let's talk. Let's spend some time." And let's four hours later, then He's like, "Okay, yeah, you're good." But that rubber stamp fades because you got to come back and do you it gotta again. Go back. Like yep. that's it's it's mm-hmm. like a thirty day rubber stamp. Okay, you can, but you got to come and renew it. You yep. got to come and renew your warranty. We've been meaning to contact you about your court car warranty, Chris. Oh Lord, have mercy. <laughs> We've been meaning to contact you about your relationship with Christ. It's yep. up for renewal every day, every every minute. Like that's ministry, ministry is yep. the, the ministry that you should be doing is not a ministry of maintenance. It nope. should be a ministry of everyday working in it, working restoration. In it, working. Yeah, rest. Yeah. Ooh, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not a maintenance. It's not a maintenance relationship. It's a restoration relationship. Restorational. Oh, I love that restorational. That's I didn't brilliant. Mean, is that a word? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm the language arts guy. I know things. Okay, not a lot, but I know enough to be <laughs> on this podcast. But yeah, it's no, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is because that's what it's built to do. Right. He 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 does this so that we can be in a right relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason he died. Yeah, he wanted to restore that, yeah. and he did. That's how he did it. And I think we and we can t- we can put this on the list yep. for the next uh, an episode down the road. But um, that is the story of God and the human race. Is it's yeah. the, it's, it's a it's a restra- restorational relationship. Yeah. The amount of times that humanity has done screwed up, are they done messed up? A. A. Ron, like they messed up a lot throughout Old Testament into New Testament. A lot. The Old Testament is just a story of restorational of mercy of grace yeah, of true. God just putting his heads in his hands and going, humans, what is wrong with you? Oh my God! Oh, oh, guys, what are you doing? Routinely, it was rest. And so the adoption of Christ yeah. into the human world and his sacrifice yeah. on the cross meant we got adopted there was no longer these like oh well you have to be home by 11 and you must check the box and you must put in the laundry and there it wasn't like a list it was no longer a list of rules and regs it was hey come into my house come into my living room that's exactly let's be a family let's be together let's let's work together let me hold you to account let me live with you let me see your life let me let you be in my in my life as i'm in your like it's a lot more of a parent relationship than like oh we've got it's like you you move from being a renter to being adopted to being a family member you're just you're not oh, you're, you're no good, longer like that's renting that's a good point well yeah because you're like a renting arrangement you've got your rules and regs you've got yep. your here's your contract for the rental yep. you can't do this you have to do this you have to do your rent once a month yep. but in a lot of ways Jewish law was very much it, I mean again this is a very very lightweight conversation but Jewish law was meant to establish um, submission and obedience but yep. also establish themselves outside of everybody else yeah you to be the, unique you are the Israelite people you are set apart that's you right are, you are you are following your God and he has these laws and these rules for yep. you, not because he wants to punish you, but because he wants you to be a part. He wants you to be the fa- the followers of God, yeah. that apart. Yep. And he doesn't like it's not it's not big it's not little G God. It's yep. big G God. Like this yep. is the God. This is this is the God on the block you didn't want to mess with. And when you did, you found out the hard way. A lot of Old Testament like civilizations yeah. and, and they got, found out they found <laughs> out the like <laughs> they they got they got their their uh, uh what, it, what I'm gonna, hold on the words there. They got their worst, like their little platform. Alter, there it is. Holy moly. <laughs> we got there. We're not that old, y'all. Stop it. Look <laughs> a second. But like, yeah, there was, there's a story of the altars and yeah. how they were consumed by fire. That's and right. All like, 
there's like so yeah like again the the relationship and I mean it's a very it's an ultra simplification yep. of our relationship in the Old Testament with, with God yep. but it was very much of like there here's here's the check boxes yeah you need to do this to be able to stay in the house yeah you need this is you know and there were people in the Old Testament and you read it they didn't follow the rules they violated and guess what got swallowed up by the earth they got set they got thrown out they, things happen consequences occurred yeah, they kicked them out they, of the city yeah. They, them out. All kinds of terrible, awful yeah. things happened to these people who didn't follow the law and the rules set by God. And it wasn't, again, God be, had to become vengeful for things that they had done wrong. But in the aspect, God's rules and laws of the of the original Israeli, sorry, Jewish um, law, yep. or the Israelite law was, this is designed to 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 separate you from everyone else. Yep. You, I am, I am, I am who I am. I am the God who who reigns. Like. That I'll was never it. change either. Never cha- I will never. I'm. I'm. I am what I. You know the whole like. It, Prince of Egypt is one of the most fantastic movies. That's a great movie. Where it taught, where you see a lot of the Old Testament God. It is yeah. on display, it's and true. it and it's it, it, it the fact that it stood the test of time, and it's it's just continue. Like I I listen to the soundtrack all the time. My, my man Val Kilmer. Oh, just did an excellent such, job. Such and and all like anyway we can talk about we can talk about Prince of Egypt for days. Yep. My point is is that so then when the when we hit so after when when we hit Matthew, yep. um, they had last heard from from the prophets um, in the, I think it's Malachi or whatever. Malachi, it is. Yep, there was yep. like 400, 500 years of silence. Nobody was talking. It's a long way. The prophets long were, were, were quiet. There was no new leaders. Like it was all dead. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus. And so that sacrifice that on the cross, mm-hmm. it's it was it yep. was a momentous event. It was it signaled a new relationship with God's people, and it yep. wasn't. It was no longer just the Israelites. Yeah. It was Jew and Gentile, and everybody, everybody yeah. got to play in the big in the deep end of the pool. It's amazing. And like we at some point down the road on, on a podcast, we're going to talk about the adoption process that occurs on both sides because oh, that's good. Christ was adopted into Joseph and Mary's family. Yep. That was unusual for those times. It and, was. And it, but it also came with both the legal implications of Mary had a child and she was not wed to Joseph and she was pregnant before that. <laughs> yeah. And that was a huge deal. That was a big deal, man. And the fact that Joseph that's stood stoning. by her. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's medieval kind of consequences for yeah. her. The fact that Joseph stood, stood, stood by her. But we a lot of what we see in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John journey is breaking that mold of the yeah. Old Testament law, of the Old True. Testament. The reason why the Pharisees and the Sadducees got so mad at him is because Jesus is like, <laughs> no, this is what you're supposed to do. And the truth of it was is, is that Jesus was speaking truth. Like the he way was. that the Sadducees and the Pharisees had taken the law, they had taken it in a way that twisted it into self-beneficial. And it became Ooh. a way to swing a Ooh. cudgel against the people. And that's To hold we, it over their head. Yeah, as a, as a legalistic tool. Legal, yeah, as a legalistic and we talked tool. like a big conversation in, in the last 20 years in churches Yep. has been legalism and how it's is it horrible. used and how is it abused and how have we and how how do people become used to it where they don't question it oh. so the, the long the long answer point. to your short question about translations <laughs> is it's 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 beautiful because you see the tra- the progression and the transition the story of god and his people in the old testament yep true you read that and you see it feel it and you understand it and then with the New Testament, the transition into a savior, into the king of our lives versus the kings and king of our lands. And then you have the new the, 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 the crucifixion, you have the first century church, yep. you have the disciples, you have their story, and you weave it into the, the cities of the, the cities of Darn. Ephesus, the cities, all that. And then you get into Revelations, which we can't even talk about today, because Revelation is just a wacky, wacky thing. It's fantastic to read, but it'll I'm it'll, reading it right now. It'll rock your it'll rock your socks yep. and turn you sideways. 
But the power of translations is you can enhance what you're reading, but never, ever, ever, ever sell yourself out. I think I stole some of your thunder. I don't know if you have anything else to say about translations, but I just went off. Because that's, you, like, normally, <laughs> like, there's, I don't have a button. Like, I have, like, I have certain buttons that I can just be like, I can talk about for hours. Yeah. You found the one. <laughs> I found the one. Which is good, because for me, mine's short and simple. Yeah. I've read the NIV. Yeah. I, well, parts of it. I've read the NIV, ESV, and the KJV. Yeah. And the New King James Version. Yeah, New King James Version. I've read those four of those translations. I've read parts yeah. of it. Yeah. And I like those four. I stay away from the Message Bible like you because yeah. it ain't even close to what it should be. So I don't even... I, there's certain things where I'm like you. I'll pull from certain translations. But the Message Bible? Absolutely not. Yeah. I won't even read it. I, read, I did that. I went and read it a little bit, and yeah. I'm like... This is not even close, man. Yeah. Nope, we're going to do that. It starts to, it starts to cross that middle line of the oh, road. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, at some point we might have a head on with a semi and nothing's going to come from this. <laughs> Metaphorically, mind you. Yeah. And yeah. especially, you know, like you, I would compare like driving, like taking that risk with, with your Bible translations is like getting on a motorcycle and then driving down an insanely congested like high speed highway. In the wrong direction. And yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you're, and then you hit a semi and yeah. then picking yourself up out of that and getting yourself back on the road, back on the right path oh, of reading yeah. and translations. It can be it can be a little messy. It can be a, a nightmare. Okay. Well, there well, you go, y'all. That, <laughs> that was interesting. That was good. I like it. I do. All right, so we're going to come back here in a second. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about chaos in this world and how do we remain peaceful. Oh, my gosh. That's that's mm, a hard question, man. It is. I'm looking forward to it. So I guess I'm gonna, I, I have to remember, this is your podcast, not mine, because <laughs> we run. We have podcasts on the other side of the world where we, yep. I'm, the, I'm the guy that runs it. So I'm going to be quiet now while Chris transitions us towards the intro. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the, <laughs> oh, no. to the Mad Muck Podcast. Okay, we're going to get into this now. Um, So I'm going to um lay out an idea here for, okay. for Aaron, because Aaron is very smart, and he, he has a lot of cool things to say. So we're just going to go with it. Okay. Um, My name is Chris. My name is Aaron. And you're listening to the Mad Monks. Let's go. How did y'all like that? I, it was <laughs> It was beautiful. At least it wasn't Batman. That's all, that's all that matters to me. It wasn't supposed to be Batman. <laughs> no, I could try Batman, but I'm not going to. No. So we're we're going to talk about how this world is chaotic right now. Like there are some there's some things going on right now. Like you have different parts of the American public that are people are pitted against each other for yeah. stupid reasons. It's yeah. like why? Why are you? Right. Why are you doing this? But how do we as Christians remain calm and peaceful in a world filled with chaos? That is a that's a difficult question, but it's an important question yeah. because Christians. I've been around some Christians who are grumpy. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you walk up to them and you're like, okay, I'm not going to even talk to them today. Right. Yeah. You but, can just tell. You're like. Yeah. Christians are supposed to be joyful. We we have a yeah. new life in Christ. Yeah. We shouldn't be like judgmental and, and beating people over the head. It, that's not what it's about. It's really? About, it's not? How dare you, Chris? That's oh, I know, I know, right? My entire I know. Life. Just I know. throwing Bibles at people and saying, sit up, they're going to hell. Yeah, we got to throw rocks at them, too. Well, yeah, rocks. <laughs> we, we, you know, get some fire extinguishers. And <laughs> you know, that's that's the Christian way. That's the Christian uh, way, yeah. yeah. It, it actually isn't, obviously. We're being it, it, very sarcastic. Yeah, that's highly sarcastic. Just and, so we're clear in case someone's like, oh, what is this? What is this podcast? What are you uh, talking about? Oh, my goodness. Not even close. Aaron, I wanted to ask you this. What are your thoughts on, not necessarily in that broad of a context, but let's say that in your own life, uh -huh. how, looking at the world as it is right uh -huh. now, how do you remain peaceful 
and remain sane amongst all the chaos by using Christ right. and the Scripture. How do you do that? <laughs> well, I'm laughing not because it's like funny because it's not. It's a great question. So here, it's it's there's multiple answers to this question. Yes, there there's is. so many parts to it. So here's my first statement. And since we're not producing this on the other side of the world where we live in podcast world, I can say what I think because ah, it's not my. I don't. I don't have any. Aaron can say. I can say what I want. You want. Whatever. Whatever you want. Let's go. Uh, put on whatever my boxing you, gloves. Get my helmet on. Whatever right, you want to say. You Rocky say. Balboa stepping into the ring. Adrian. Adrian. Um, <laughs> That was, better. that was actually that was pretty good. We we talked earlier about theologi- a theological type of government, exactly. and, and style of government. Yep. There are there is a pocket of Christianity out there, and I'm you. This might be news to you. I don't know, but there's a pocket of Christianity out there, and and some of them are are, for, are friends that I've that I've known for years and still have on like yep. Facebook and stuff. Yep. And they are absolutely sold out to the idea of establishing a Christ-centered theological government. I gotta hold on. I gotta Google this because the oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so that's not good. A, I know I, the word is in my head. I just gotta what theocracy is the word. Theocracy. So, oh, what, okay. And so your point is right. So Chris is correct. Historically, obviously, the pilgrims and everyone left the United Kingdom or left Britain or whatever they're calling it yep. because there was so much control Ooh. and you had to believe one way or the other yeah. and you you were and so they they left there were very varying reasons for the pilgrims to leave there and, were and yep. then the reasons for this the, the original colonists to leave as well um, but there there was a significant issue with freedom there wasn't freedom to practice what you wanted That's to right. practice, to believe That's what right. you wanted to believe. Yep. Yep. And so when those people left and came and originally founded the 13 colonies, which then transitioned and became the 50 United States, Let's and go. what we have today, and the incredible religious freedom we enjoy in this country Let's to go. stay and believe and to practice as we want beyond the line that you cross is when yep. it harms someone or harms yep. a community or yep. like can cause that kind of issue. So true. That is that is a platform, and Chris is correct. I really appreciate that context because there are. I've already forgotten the word for it. Good Theocracy. Word. Thank you. <laughs> I knew I had you here for. I know, oh, I, know, yeah. I knew I'm here for a reason with you. Let's go. Theocracy. So there are, and it's it's very strange to me. Yeah. Now, if you, if this if this was 20 years ago, more like 30 years ago, probably 30. Yeah. I would probably have been like, yeah, man, let's make a theocracy. Christ did the church. Christ did the schools. Christ did the government christian everything let's do it yeah let's make it happen but i was also immature and i really didn't i, I w- my parents probably would have been like dude now what are you talking about and they would have had that conversation with me yeah theocracy is not what christ intended no it's not what jesus no. came back for whatever no. you know so like those conversations would have been pretty much nipped in the bud pretty quickly yeah but the reason why these these folks these individuals and then these groups have become proponents of a theocracy of yep. theocratic government is they've become so convinced that that's the only way that we can save this country. Sure, like you were talking about when you when you opened it up, is our country divided? Absolutely. Are we in a yeah. very unique time where we have two sides and two groups of people who are very much diametrically opposed both in belief, in practice, and politics yeah. about the future of this country and the future of our communities and the future of certain things in those communities and beyond? Yes, absolutely. Not discounting that. That True. is absolutely... I, I don't want to say that it's unparalleled or unprecedented because those are two words that people... 
grown to hate post-COVID because it was always like, this is unprecedented. It's like, I am tired of that word. It no longer has Stop the meaning. Saying Stop saying it. it. Let's give, give it a year to breathe, and then we can start talking about it again. Yeah. We are living in a time where we are yo- so very much divided, so very much apart from each other, yep. um, that we that our, our political betters, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation, are very much they're, they're, the, the, the rhetoric and the, and, and the discourse in the conversational piece of that is yeah. they, are, they are just, there's no, there's no hey, let's work together. It's just you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong, you're wrong. And you're Everybody's on the wrong side wrong. of history. Blah, 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 blah. And that's a whole other conversation. But yep. my point is this, is there are people who believe that bring, bring, bring a theocracy back. And to me, it seems, if I was, again, if it was 30 years ago, okay, maybe. Yeah. But if you start to get into the nitty gritty of it, it goes against everything that this country was founded on. It does. It we, absolutely we, we, does. Yes, we were founded on Christian ideals. Yeah. We were founded on Christian morals and like our laws were, were, were taken into account from a moral Christian perspective yep. in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. But as our nation has grown and as our world has grown and as time has passed, the contextual connection to that has changed for our communities. Absolutely. You have has. a lot of, of yeah. immigration that has occurred and a lot more beliefs have come into the United yep. States I agree. and a lot more religious practices have come into the United States that are not Christian. Yep. And that is not to say that they're wrong. There is not... I am, and this again may not go with everyone else. People can be, people just be like, "Yeah, you're crazy. That's not cool." I'm like, "Well, here's the deal. Christ never suggested that we go, we, that we stand and we murder, or we persecute people who don't believe." He, he, as a matter of fact, he yeah. said the opposite of that. Yeah, love on them. Love your, love your quote unquote your enemy. I'm not love saying the enemy, enemy, but in in the meanings of that day, you have love to do your context- neighbor. Yeah, contextually, you have to understand that when when they talk about that, when they're saying their enemy, it's not like. Oh, they're the bad guy. It's no, you're what you think of as your enemy, who you think of as your enemy, as your op- opposition. Your opposition. Love yeah. them, love them as yourself. Treat like there are bountiful lessons within the New Testament about how how the uh, uh, the, the foreigner or the opposition or the enemy is to be treated, and how we are to do that. And pray for them. Pray for them. Intercede yep. on their behalf. That's right. Um, Obviously, don't let them mistreat you. If they if they start if you start getting beat up by them, yeah, turn the other cheek. But if they keep doing it, man, okay, game over, game on. Let's do this. Box you got two. On. You got two cheeks, man. Right. You, got, you only got two cheeks. You can't <laughs> right. turn a third. No, nope. it just doesn't work. We haven't come up with a scientific thing to do that yet. And I hope it's blah blah blah. We do. We do that. You have to realize that. Okay, yeah, Christ does not just say keep taking the abuse. Christ says, yeah. give the, give them a second chance, turn the other cheek, love on them. But it's also like, don't let them take advantage of you. Don't. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works. That's, that's crazy. Christ was not so all of that context. So there are people who believe that we should have a theocracy. Yeah. Um, and I've, I, I, I haven't talked to some of these people in years, yep. but I don't, I don't unfriend people on Facebook because Facebook isn't my center of my life. I scroll through it sometimes. And what yep. I see is this thing of like, well, Christ is the answer. And instead of going, Christ is the answer, let me love. They go to Christ is the answer. And Christ is the law, but here's the, huh. this. But this is this, interesting. This this is a very much of a cognitive dissonance, right? Because if you look at the Christ Bible, Christ is the law. What? Well, Christ, Christ, the model, like Christ would be the law. He would be the. It would be the law. It would be a theocracy. We would follow yeah. Christ. Like Christ, oh, in yeah. that context. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they like. But you you go back into the Bible and you look at how Christ was, how people interpreted Christ mm-hmm. originally was. Yeah. Oh, he's our new king, our yeah. literal king. Christ will be the king that will will take care of things and he'll be fine. tear it all. Down. He'll tear it all down and he'll but that was not the message of Christ. Christ was not the king of earth. He was the king of heaven. And he was the king <laughs> of our lives. And so Oh, I that think, is so good. What I but I what I think people have forgot have, have oh, lost so good. is they don't they don't remember those Bible lessons. Yeah. Christ didn't come back to run the government. He said, 
give what give Rome what Rome is owed. Yeah. What give what Caesar is asked. Like you have to you have to actively participate. And if there's something in the law yeah. that you don't that you don't agree with, then yeah. yeah, you need to deal with that. But you are not you are not the government. Christ is not the government. Nope. Jesus is not the government. Jesus is your relationship. Jesus, Jesus has a kingdom. He has a kingdom, which is your community. Yeah. That's where he lives. Exactly. He doesn't live in the halls of justice or in the legislature or the executive or the judicial. Nope. Sure. Do we refer to, do we fall back on some of our beliefs as we interpret the law and we work through what the law looks like? Absolutely. Yeah, we do. But the law comes first because that's what matters in the judicial branch. Yeah. You'll never hear, you'll never hear me say, well, a judge should use their religious beliefs to interpret the they law. They should not. It's absolutely, like that's, you can't. That's horribly wrong. Right. It's dangerous because then you now have the theological, the, the theocracy is now leaking in to your, to your republic. Could turn into the old school Britain again. Right. Or something worse. Or something worse. Because, and again, this is this is a prepare yourself for a swerve, folks. We're going to swerve for a hot minute. We'll swerve back in. But a lot of what we saw in, in Nazi Germany. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, there was a lot of allusions <laughs> yeah. to the chose, the cho- we are chosen by God. We yeah. and there was they call it Christian nationalism. I do is what it was that yeah. came out of that was existing in and yeah. it in some pieces and parcels. I will freely accept this. There is Christian nationalism in our country. And there the, is the danger in that is Christ was never all, and like Christ was never in any of that. He was never that was never his goal. It was never his manner. He no. never he never preached it. He never was like and you will take you will you will be pure bloods and da, da, da. Christ that wasn't Christ's message. He never said nothing any close to that. Right. Christ was always like this is for all everyone who for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God mm-hmm. and whoever believeth in me whoever there's a lot in the New Testament. There's a lot of how Christ opens up the door. He's no longer saying, "Okay, it's the Israelites. They're 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 my people. This yeah, is what it that's is." Exactly right. Whatever. Now that the wall, the door, it's demolished. The, when when Christ was crucified on that cross, and that curtain got ripped from top to that's bottom. That's right. It was rent. That was a metaphor and an image and symbolism for. Okay, no longer are you separated from God. God's no longer in the holy of holies. The holy. door is open. He's he's it's everywhere. He is. You can literally open a metaphorical, imaginary door and say, "Hey, God, can I talk?" You don't have to go to a to a. To That's a, crazy, you man. Go, yeah, you don't have to go to a priest. You don't have to go do a, a sacrifice yeah, at yeah, an altar. Yeah. You don't have to do any of that anymore because your relationship with Christ is now your own. Yeah. And the danger in Christian nationalism and even within Nazis, Nazis did it. Others, other, other fascist countries and fascist political yep. mechanisms have done it where they co-opt God. They co-opt the idea of, well, we're the chosen uh-huh, ones. We're yeah. the God chosen. We're the ones who are going to usher in this new thing. And we're like... That's a horrible way to see something. And it's dangerous oh, because it's so you, dangerous. you never want to be in a boat of, well, we're the right one. Now, overall, <clears throat> do I believe that Christianity is the, is the religion, the right religion and the true religion? Sure. Absolutely. But at no point does it cross the, the, like, cross the line to say, it is the true one, and if you don't believe, and if you don't listen to what I'm saying, you're going to hell. Because hell and hellfire and brimstone doesn't do any good. It does nobody any good. No. You can't actually have a, have a conversation with It doesn't with change anybody. Right. People just get upset. They're like, yep. how dare you? Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. And you've now closed that door, probably put a lock on it for a couple of years or more. Or more. Where yep. they're not going to talk to you. They're not going yep. to engage you. And so- Love is how it's done. That's the point, I think, to, to bring us back to your original question. Yeah. Yes, the world is in chaos. Yes, yes, it's it's. If I were to step back and if I was to take off my armor of God and I was to kind of put the Bible to the side and to to just to extract myself from my faith, it would be a, like twelve hour surgery. If I was to do that, I would definitely be in a panic. I would definitely be freaking out. I would be like, oh my gosh, we're all gonna die. Yeah, it's gonna burn. But it's gonna burn. <laughs> but once I put that armor of God back on, once I get that Bible stuff back, once I once that once my my that Christ that lives within me is is in is here, I rely on him to know that it'll be okay that's right that's right now there are people out there like well what if it isn't okay 
well then I can't change well, it. What if it isn't? <laughs> yeah. What, what 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 will I be able to do? That's right. In the next fifteen minutes with this thing happening that is spinning out of control that I can't that I can affect. I can pray. I can rest in confidence that Christ Christ got this. And uh-huh. will life get difficult? Sure. Is it going to suck? Possibly. Are things going to yeah. go sideways? Pretty much. But as long as I tr- hold, tr- as long the the longer I've lived. And yep. That's to say, I'm only I'm only 41, so I'm still young, quote unquote. The jokes we make about us being old, you're young, notwithstanding, we're, we're young. young. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. old enough, and I've lived long enough to know that Christ prevails. Yep. That no matter what happens, no matter what we face, no matter yep. what we go through, Christ got the wheel. He got now, it. Are we gonna hit some bumps? Are we gonna probably get thrown in the ditch. A right. Are we gonna times? end up in the ditch a couple times? Yeah. But guess what? <laughs> the uh, the Christ Recovery Service is always on hand. That's right. And he'll 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 send his little tow truck, the Holy Spirit, or you know whatever it comes. Pick you up and pull you out and get you back and on the road again. He'll do it all the time. He'll do, and but you'll get back on and you'll you won't go back into that hole again. Yeah. Or you'll avoid that tra- that that trap. So it's true. The long answer to your short question is: How do you manage to navigate all of this as a Christian yeah. and biblically? Um, and actually, the armor of God is my favorite verse in the entire Bible. So I'm going to look for it right now. Cool. It's my wife. My wife is very much of a she. She is a like a reader. She has a lot of like. She has a lot of favorite verses, and yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I love the dynamic of having my wife have a different perspective and different different background. She's she's more of a baby Christian, or yeah. a, young, a younger a younger Christian. Yep, she yep. came to Christ in college. I came to Christ when I was like four. Three oh four yeah, old. that's a big difference. So there's, and it's not that it's a bad difference. No, it's just that she has had a different experience leading up to the, these these moments where I have had a different, and so we come together and we're able to be like. Okay, hey, let me use let me let me use my experience. Let me use let's use your experience, and let's find a way to move forward or to come together and be a, be stronger together as That's Christians. That's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. yeah, you never you ne- hear me this, husbands and wives. You never want to be in a position where you're telling your spouse, Ooh. Um, or Ooh. your significant other, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever. Um, that their that their faith isn't right, that it isn't enough, or that it isn't good. Oh, that's um, bad. You want Christ was all when Christ. If you look at his parables, you look at his lessons. Yep, yep. It was never you're wrong. You're not good enough. It was here's a story about you. Here's a story that can help you. Now go and sin no more. Now walk with me. Follow me. You will be in. You, 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 you will be on the right hand. Yeah. You will be up in heaven with me when you yeah. when you die. Yeah. Like it was never a condemnation. Yeah. It was a here's what here's what it means for you, and here's what I think, and here's where you need to go with me. Um, Interesting. Christ was relational. He was conversational. Always. He never like there yeah. was the only time he got real violent was he went to the temple and was like, "What y'all doing?" <laughs> like I start whipping them out. Right. But you have to figure like you think about it. That's Christ's house. Yeah. That's his home. Yeah, it is. And they were selling trinkets and doing all kinds of terrible money lending and money things and just they were debasing his oh, home. Oh, he hates that. And he that's like it. there's a reason why he got mad. People were like, "Well, we like no, you wanted to understand. The only time he got violent was when they were in his house profaning. Yeah. Like that's his home. It is. That's where his his like again, when you talk about the Holy Spirit, Christ the Father and Christ Holy Spirit and Father. Yeah. Those three people, those three creatures, those three, whatever you call them, they existed in the Holy of Holies. Yeah. That was their home for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. I don't, I, that's probably an exaggeration like thousands. I, don't, I can't, my old, my maybe old, thousands, my maybe old, a couple. Of my old Testament timeline is, is a bit bonkers, yeah. but it's not, I can't think of it right now. But you think about it, that was, so when he, they, the three of them, the Holy Trinity existed in the Holy of Holies and the, Ark of the Covenant and all that. Yeah. For all those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. And then Christ walks into his into the temple. Into that, his temple. Into yeah. his home. Into where he and his father and the Holy Spirit lived and 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 were secured and were like, yeah, they're gonna flip out. 
Yeah, he's gonna. I get would mad. Blip out. He's gonna start throwing stuff. Um. So yeah, I. What is your? What is? What is an answer to you? Well, so so for me, this is what I believe. So going back to Christian nationalism, yeah, I believe that causes a lot of the chaos. So yeah. we have. So you you really go back and you look at a lot of what's going on is caused. Y'all, please don't get mad at me for saying this. Being radical. So you have Republicans who are radical. Yep. You have Democrats who are radical. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just be Americans? Why I don't understand why we have to be divided like this. The the chaos is coming. Right. Because I like to get to the root of what's causing everything. Yeah. And from what I've seen, it's because we're always divided. We're never we never can find common ground right. and go from there. Yep. It's always you're wrong and you're wrong. It's like, come on, y'all. Having Christ loving people is, I think, the first step in calming the chaos down. Because if if you're always accusing, instead of accusing someone, let's see everybody out there do this. Yeah. Instead of accusing someone or judging someone, yeah. why don't you just tell them you love them? Why can't we just do that? And watch the change that happens. Now, they're going to be weirded out at first. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't be because I right. I'm loving like that. But right. there's a lot of people I know that would be weirded out by that. Yeah. But at the same time, it changes their thought process and how they look at the world. Because a lot of what I've seen from like my brother, he was a good example of this. Yeah. He always thought about the world as horrible, bad. It was always bad. He never saw the good in anything, and it caused chaos in his life. That's my two cents. Well, I think you're. I think you're right. Before I move on to the armor of God, it's if your perspective on the world is that it's a terrible place with no redemptive qualities. Yeah. There's no redeeming this. Yeah. Fact. That I think this is an I think and I feel and I kind of know yeah. because I can make that statement on this podcast. Yeah. If you look at the world through that lens, well, then yeah, yeah there's no hope for anything. That's true. It's all gone to hell. Like it's done. Yeah. Put, yeah, you're right. Turn the lights out. Shut the door. Set the set the matches and let's burn this mother down. Like let's get done. Let's burn do, it down. Burn it down. Burn it all. <laughs> if you look at the world through a Christian lens yeah the christian lens is always love mercy redemption there is exactly. no there is no person that is outside the redemption of jesus christ Ooh, come on there is nobody yeah. everyone has that potential yep and you've and if you've if you've read stories um and testimonies from the people who are big and small in the world and people just random people are like big stars and whatever when they discover what christ offers and what christianity offers yeah it's there's this sudden switch that gets flipped. The world no yeah. longer is in black and white yeah. and dark and foreboding and filled with, you know, good evening, dark portenses and scary music. Like the and, right. <laughs> ah, you know, it's it the world transforms into a colorful landscape of hope and of possibility Ooh, and of on. man, what Facts. can I do with my life now? How can I how can I rise up? How can I get better? How yep. can I how can I move forward in life? How can I look to the future of hope and the future of myself and my family and my community? How can I be the better person today that I wasn't yesterday? And not only that, how can I help others? Yeah. How can I step into my community, step into the breaches, step into the holes, step into the pieces that need to be repaired? How can I be a part of a place, there you be go. a part of this place and help it see its potential and yep. help people no longer be looking down and looking at the at the end but looking at the beginning and looking at what beginnings are possible that it's no yeah. longer a story about well that's kind of, this is going to end now it's yeah. over game over man it's like no you 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 got some lives attached now and you've got yep. a chance that yeah you're going to hit that game end they game, that game over screen maybe but guess what christ comes in and says okay cool life restore 
full health. Next, let's, let's get back to now it. Now you start over. You start over. <laughs> you yeah. And you pick up right where you were. You pick yourself up, and you sit down with Christ, and you go, okay, what do I need to do with my life? How do I need to live my life now that you're in my house with me, in my car, in my heart, in my I've life? I've done that several times. And it's, it's, yeah. it's that possibility when people get a taste for it, when they're truly open to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an amazing thing because their that light, that switch is flipped the lights go on yep. and their eyes get wide and they're like wait what it's not the end it's just it's not the it's just the beginning y'all so come on we talk about like all of that chaos and all of that stuff it's you 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 have to start looking at the world differently because if you look at it like well they're wrong they're they're not da 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 da, da well, now you're in judgment territory. And I don't know if you've read the Bible before, but we're not the, that's not our job. Our job not is not ju- judgment. We are not so judging. The speck in your eye and the two by four in the in mine, like God is God is very particular and very, very direct in his yeah. in a lot of his in New Testament. It's no, it's not you don't get to judge. It's not your job. Yeah. It's not how we it's not how we do this. Be careful about the beam, you might get hit right, with you it. You might get hit. <laughs> yeah. And, and so a lot of what you yeah. see with that is like that's the first step. Stop judging. Yeah, not your job. Yeah, don't do it. And once you, rem- I think, I to your point, I think that you, you talk about love. That is a critical implement. But I would almost suggest we have to stop the judgment. Yeah, you have to. You have to take that part of you and slowly but surely remove that feature Throw from it. your programming. Throw it out. You got to pull it out and you got to say this is holding me back. Yeah. This, I am angry. I am bitter. I am exhausted. That's what it causes. I am, I am outraged all yep. the time. I am so us. mad at everyone for all the things they're doing wrong, and they're wrong, and I'm right. And ah, uh, uh, if you can find a way to take that judgment and go, I'm gonna set you aside, yep. and, and I'm going to work through this because I don't want this to be a part of my life. Once that happens, people find out. Wait a minute. There's, there's uh, what, what, what I, I have all this time. I'm not judging anybody. Freedom. Man. Freedom. Like yeah, it's, it's freedom. Freedom. It's freedom from yourself from that kind of you've handcuffed yourself to this idea and you you couldn't move past it you were stuck handcuffed to this to the wheel or handcuffed to whatever and you could never move past that because you were so you've been conditioned to believe that yeah we have to judge everybody we have to be so we have to be angry and we have to get right we have to get indignant and we have to protest we have to tweet it's like yeah great cool you did your thing now what's 99 did it do anything yeah you didn't do anything you didn't make a change you You wasted time you you had your identity politics you had your little moment of look at me look at me and great good good great grand but what are you doing to further the community to further to build people up versus tearing them yeah, down yeah that's right and so judgment the judgment piece is something that i've had to work on and i freely admit i'm still it's working hard. on it but I've, I've come a long way I'm, I'm 41 years old and i've gotten to a place where i really really and i i'm again not perfect i've I've even done it in the last week or two, and, and it's still part of who I am. But I'm, I fight it because I don't I don't want that to become a central feature of my life. Me neither. And yeah. it used to be that piece. I was yeah. like, oh, so judgmental. Oh, my gosh. They don't know what they're doing. I was judgmental bad. Yeah. And you, like you said, you, you turn that, you, you find a way to remove that from yourself. And the relief and the, just the freedom that you yeah. experience when you're no longer, when, when, you're, when your primary focus is no longer judgment. Yeah, it's actually on people and getting to know people and getting to lead oh. with them where they are. It's pretty cool. Actually. It's a cool thing. Now, do you like do you like everyone? No, you don't have to like everyone. Nope. I don't have to like the dude that makes me mad when he says stupid stuff all the time. No, but my job is not to judge the guy. My job is to love the guy. And at some point down the road in my relationship with the dude or girl or whatever, like being like, hey, is there a better way to do this? Like, I'm not going to like get to know him right away and be like, hey, you need to fix your life. 
That's not going to help. That's, that's not going to do They're going to figure me out pretty quick. Oh, you just you just got to know me because you wanted to preach at me. You're a Bible thumper. You're a Bible thumper. Oh, hey, yeah. And I'm like, well, here you go. Bam, bam, bam. Um, that doesn't happen, truthfully. <laughs> it never it never did. I was never that that radical or that. Modern. I kind of was. Yeah. With my brother, I was. Okay. Yeah. Well, you've talked about that a little bit in the past. Yeah, I have. Yeah, about I was how like that. looking back on that. Looking what, back what changed you, me. Yeah, what you what you yeah. figured out. And I think that's also part of being a Christian is looking at yourself and going, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I don't want to be it. this person. And we talk about baptism. Oh, yeah. And baptism, it's a sign. And oh, we could do a whole podcast on that, too. Yeah, we could. Um, the, the idea of baptism is, is that you are put under the water and the old you dies. That's right. Under the water, the old you is gone. It is it is erased. It is it is drowned. It is it is no longer. It is in it is washed away. So coming up out of that water <laughs> is the old you is washed clean, and the new you is there, and the new you is in Christ, is in God, it is in the Holy Spirit. It's exactly what it is. It is it is yeah. new, and now um, you are now going to live your life yep. dedicated. And so you doctor who is the comparison i say like when you go under the water yeah. you are regenerated into a oh, new into a new doctor yeah, yeah. and you have you you're still the same doctor yeah. but your behavior changes and how you talk to people and how you treat people and how you speak it's and different how, and you look different yeah um so that's i i think giving up on the judgment is one part of that piece yeah but it's 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 not it's not like one it's not like one thing you do fixes it okay now you've gotten rid of the judgment okay well now you need to start loving people you need to work on something now else. you need to start working on accepting people who you might not agree with oh yeah there are people in my life and this is not a secret so bleh, that i don't agree with politically lots of them <laughs> religiously a lot a lot of people that i'm just like no that's wrong you're crazy but I got lots of those. <laughs> yeah, but I but I don't like that's not that's that's a momentary like yeah that's this is what they believe and I don't believe that but that's where it ends. No. I don't I don't tell them well you're wrong and you're going to hell because that's not my job. My job is to love. My job is to build relationships. My job is yeah. to say hey, you know despite our differences, yeah, I still love you. I still want to spend time with you. I still want to engage you um, huh. because that's what Christ asks. Christ doesn't say go out and throw things at people. He says go out and make disciples of all nations. Love people, build relationships, yep. build into those communities, yeah, and point. be a part of them. Um, so I think you have to drop the judgment. You got to start figuring out a way to love people. Yeah, and maybe it's just you start liking people because you can't like, liking like right, yeah, yeah. Maybe start to like because like the, like, lo- like loving right out <laughs> loving right straight out the gate might be a little little too much for folks, which I understand. I get yeah, it. I know a lot of people who yeah. don't they don't they're yeah, not good I, at that. We're talking about loving people. I'm talking about agape love, not real love. Good lord, yeah. we're, we're not we're not we're not the uh, old school Mormons who had like 15 wives. It's not how we do things in the Christian world. Very much not a thing. Um, so we like, but that's the thing is like we get, love them too. Yeah, we, we do, and we like. I love my sisters in Mormonism. I love my sisters in all those. Got a good like, friend. Uh, who yeah, is. like they're they're good friends. They're and that's the point is, is that you make sure that you still love people. Yep. So I think getting rid of judgment is is part of that. It's huge. But the other part is accepting people for who they are. Yeah. Stop and, throwing and things at them. Ex- accepting that you may not be able to change them right away, yeah. or even in the long run, you way. may never. Change but that's them. not the job. The job isn't to change. So here's the th- here's the here's the extra level of this. And then we'll talk armor, about talk about armor of God. Is a lot of times the change that you want to see yeah. doesn't come with words. Actions. actions, that's right. Actions speak louder louder than words. But love is love is an action. Love is an action. Um, There's there's an organization called Love in Action, or was at some point. I can't remember who they are, but it was it was the idea that we as Christians are called to love in action. That is a part of what we do. Yeah. And so, 
as a part of that love that you you spend time in community, you be a part of people, you spend time with them. Yep. The changes that you would want to see or like you would want to enforce or make happen, they happen because you're loving them. And you're not intentionally trying to change them. You're just trying to show them a better way. You're trying to be yeah. be there, beef there for them and be a part of their world. And oftentimes what'll happen is they'll look at you and they'll look at what you're doing and they may not ask questions. They may, may just not. be like, Oh, that's interesting. And they may start to kind of look at themselves and go, well, he's doing this. He's different than he's me. He's different, and he's he's not doing this kind of thing. That's that's interesting. Why doesn't he get mad all the time? Why does he get mad all the time? Yeah. Why isn't he always angry? Um, yeah. I've had conversations with people in my life, both professionally and personally. It's like well, you gotta you gotta look to your anger, man. That's that's killing you. That is, anger that is, kills that is, us. That is eating you, um, yeah. your pride. Like there's conversations where I'm like, hey, I, 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 you might want to just let this go. That happened ten years ago. Well, it, but what's can you what what is what, what are you doing about what, it? <laughs> why is it so important now? What yeah. matters about this moment now? Try right. um, so it's getting getting like taking away the judgments part one. Yeah. Part two is liking into loving, and then accepting. And yeah. I think the accepting is a is a is a parallel to the love piece. It is. You got to love and accept people for who they are, and you got to accept the fact that you don't know it all. Huh. That's, I think, the the next step in the process, or yep. the first step. I don't know, because if that could be the first, probably because <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, it's not about you. Yeah, it's, it's not about, about us. Christ. Yeah. It's about God's glory and God's mission on right. earth and His, and His, His kingdom. We are His stewards. We yep. have been charged with being. Before Christ went up into heaven, He gave that great commission. He said, "Do this. Do this in my name. Do this for me. Yep. Do this for your for your God." And you know, we have to accept that we are a small part of this world true and we are not that we are all not we are not all that in a bag of chips we're not not even a side of chips like, nope. but it's that selfless mindset that humble servant yeah the humble yeah. servant mindset of i am committed to christ and to bringing his word through actions and through things that i do in my life yep. with people and i have been more than one on more than one on more than one occasion when i talk to people about because my in in my case when I talk about politics, my politics is informed personally. My personal politics is informed by my faith. Yeah. So that's like we talked about the judicial and how judges you yep. know, be mindful of that exactly. separation. That's that's a professional, higher level governmental piece of it. Yep. For me, my my politics are informed by my faith. And when I've talked to people about it, you can't help it. No, you can't, and that's and that's okay, and it, because. The danger is when you get into the Christian nationalism, you get into the extreme, yeah, you get exactly. into the, ra the exactly. radicals who are like, Rah! it's like, whoa, 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 let's, let's, let's turn it down from 11, please. Yeah. Go down to like one. Let's um, take a step back and look yeah. at this. <laughs> take a step back. Stop. Wait a minute. Um, what is it? What's It's a stop, collaborate, and listen from a vanilla Stop, ice. collaborate, stop, and listen. collaborate, and listen. Did it. Then DJ rolls it. Okay. So I have been on multiple occasions in conversations with people, been called a unicorn. A unicorn. A unicorn. Because I've when I explain my beliefs and I say, Okay, here's here's where I am politically, here's where I am religiously, yeah. all these things, here's my pieces. And when I get done explaining that, they're like, You're a unicorn. Who are you? Why I've never heard a Christian talk like that. I've never heard someone say that. I'm like, Well, that's the way it should be. Yeah, it should be that way. So for me, I've just always operated on a moderate, middle of the road yep. kind of deal and I think I am an exception to the rule sometimes, yeah. and I, but I know there's more of us out there. I know there's a lot of our oh, moderate yeah. folks out there. Who, I'm starting to become that way. Yeah, it's and I'm it's getting there. The day, that's, again, the thing about it is the extremes there. So I use I've always used the illustration of when people talk about, hey, meet me at the fence post, meet me at meet me at the whatever. Uh -huh. So you, 
I, be, I, I believe, and I have to do some research, but I believe, like, well, the, so the image that you have to have is of a, of a field, right? Out in the country, whatever. True. And people would meet at the fence to yep. talk. To talk, they would. They would talk and be like, hey, what's going on in your field today? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on in your ranch? How you doing? Oh, yeah, we're da da da. And so I've always made the point of that's where I live. I live at the fence. Kind I, of a DMZ zone. Yeah, I live at that fence yeah. because I want to talk to people. I want to get to know them. I do too. And in this day and age, kind of you're talking about earlier, we're so separated. We're we're it's not even we're not even in the same field. It's we're we're bad. in different counties or yeah. states at this point. We can't yeah. even Maybe reach countries. Across, <laughs> we can't reach across the aisle. We can't do anything. And the, the aisle is a metaphor within the House of Representatives and Senate, where the Republicans and Democrats are set on other sides. And so, reaching across the aisle often meant. Literally, literally reaching, reaching across, across the aisle. Across the aisle. Like, hey, can we partner on this? Let's do this. And when we talk about meeting at the fence or whatever, like, I yeah, I'll I'll meet at the fence. Hey, meet at my fence post. Meet me at the fence. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk. And I was called a unicorn because I would meet people at the fence. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, you know, I believe this. Um, the question I would often get was, well, do you believe that abortion is wrong? And I would say, yes. Absolutely. Like, what? I was like, but I'm not. My my job is not to legislate. And up until recently. It wasn't because the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. They did. Turn, and this piece is a little bit still a bit fire. It, it's, 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 it pushes some buttons. Yeah. But the thing about Roe v. Wade is, is that it reset the abortion thing back to what it was before. It was in the state's hands. It wasn't that abortion got outlawed. Uh, it wasn't that abortion got like blanket statement shut down. Yeah. It was, no, it's now in the control of the states, which was the original designation. And that's what a lot of folks, including myself, believe. States should have states' rights is a big part of my political party. They should have their own right to do what they, they want. And if they, if the local, if the local state, if the local political political citizens believe that they want this to be a part of their state constitution, their state laws, yep. they should be able to do that. Vote it. So yeah, there so there's go. there's and that there's that power in that too. Yep. So I firmly believe that yeah, abortion is wrong. And that question is, like, well, what if it's in case of like rape or incest? And this is where I have evolved on this statement. And uh -huh. this, this, this is going to push them off. Oh, I got to hear this. Because if you were to ask Christ, uh -huh. does that child deserve to live if they were born, if they're to be born out of rape or incest? And my theory, which I, I use the statement where I sit and where I stand. So where I sit uh -huh. is where I'm thinking, right? Or I'm still yeah. thinking. I'm still yeah. in some process. Yeah. Where I stand is I'm taking a stand. This is what I believe. I've done my research. Yeah. I'm still sitting in this. But I've thought about it for the last year or so. Christ want there it life was more so important to Christ and to Jesus and to all those things, to God. I would argue that in cases of rape and incest, the Christ, if you asked what would Jesus do, Jesus would say, Let the child live. Let him live. I agree with you. Because life that life, they didn't they won't they 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 had they had no choice. Their, it wasn't their, their fault. Their, their, it's not their fault. Exactly. Life, their life. So now is that touchy? Absolutely. Are there people out there who have probably heard that right now and are probably just typing away at their keyboards right now? Go ahead Absolutely. And type. But like I said, it's where I sit. It's not where I stand yet. Yeah. But I I think about the base tenets of Christianity and, 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 and Christ. That's right. If I was to ask, I, I imagine just asking Christ based upon my knowledge of the Bible and my knowledge of stuff, Christ would say, let the child live. Well, even our Constitution. Yeah. This is where I, for me, this is where yeah. I see it. Yeah. I see it from a biblical perspective, too, yeah. but it says that everybody has the right to life. Liberty and liberty, happiness. Exactly. Yeah. So you have those three rights that are endowed to you by your creator. Yeah. 
They're not negotiable. Yeah. And when you, even when if it's out of rape or incest, that child, I believe, still deserves to live. Does it suck? Absolutely. It sucks. There, I'm not in, there's oh, no, yeah. in no way agree. diminishing the experience of the mother. Yeah. Because that is a horrifying Debase. It's like, terrible. It's awful that they that that happened. That is, there is no question. Whoever did that to them We're not should be charged. That. Should no. be brought. The judicial system, the full weight of the United States judicial system, should come down on that individual for the harm they caused, hard and fast. I would no agree. questions asked. No negotiation. We're done, son. You did something wrong. You're gone. You did something you really need to be bad. Done. You need to be addressed. Yeah. But we have to. When we when we, when we the context of the conversation is okay well now we're t- we, we've taken care of that that's the the bad awful act is yeah. now in process in our judicial yeah. system what about the child what about that life the child's what matters and that is where i sit at some point in the probably the next year or so i will stand on something and say this is what i believe when it comes to all i'm, pro- of I'm kind of sitting on my way to standing yeah. on that but that's i think what christ would say is like okay that child is not their their story is not that of the act. No. Their story is of what's coming next, of what That's their right. life of how their life will be and what they will do exactly. and how they'll be raised and how they will be yep. grown and loved and and that life has meaning. That life matters. And this crosses into the whole idea of all lives matter, black lives matter, whatever and that's a conversation for later. Yep. I don't want to open that up yet. But no, that's a whole. <laughs> when we talk about we talk yeah. about abortion, yeah. My 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 reaction has been over the years is growing into the that life is so important. We need to protect that life. We need to protect them. That life yeah. is huge, and I'm not even going to get into the argument argument about like my body, my choice. Da da da. This is a piece of that argument. Is well, it's not you. It's the it's the it's the life. It's Christ's mission for that child or Christ's will for that child and if if you if you take over that will if you take if you make a sure. choice that takes that life away yeah yeah we have we have freedom of choice in our in our relationship with Christ in our life but you've made a choice and whether or not what happens next that's that's a whole other thing but no. i my feeling and my 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 conviction or whatever to call it is that life deserves to live that life has possibility. I agree. That life has a future. Yeah. Does it suck what happened to bring that life about? No questions asked. Absolutely. It does. But there is that idea of no condemnation yeah. based upon someone else's actions yeah. that brought about your situation. Well, yeah. And so I agree with that. That's that's where I sit in that right now. And I don't because you see a lot of it, and we'll get to the armor of God. I keep saying that, we're getting to it. A lot of times what you see people in media and in celebrities and stuff, they'll use the cudgel of, well, you're just angry at refugees. You're not you're not letting people into your country. What would Jesus do? While their argument is solid, here's the thing about that. And this is why this conversation we just had about abortion. If you're gonna if you're gonna wield the WWJD sword in combat, <laughs> then guess what? I'm bringing it too. Yeah. What would Jesus do about the choices you've made in your life, and how would he have chosen your life paths differently? <laughs> yeah. I'm like you start to really get. It's like okay, cool. You want to start? You want to start this? Let's go. It's all or nothing with Christ. It's not. I'm going to pick and choose and do. You got to no, take it all. It's man. all or nothing. And yep. if you're living a life that doesn't include every single tenet of Christ in your life that you are working to apply and working yep. to uh, have live in your life, yep. that's not Christianity. That's not. 
that's that's a false god. It's not a real relationship with Christ. You're just like, oh, look what I could do. You're a Pharisee. Mm. Pharisees oh, and Sadducees, man. They dude. they made their own rules. They made <laughs> they their own roads. They did the same thing. So they always did that. That's that's where I sit in that, and I want to be very clear because I'm sure there's people who are probably listening if this podcast ever gets anywhere else beyond beyond just our, it our will of friends, which I hope it will. That'd be great. I hope it does too. Yeah, is, that'd be is that cool. if you believe the opposing, if you believe abortion is a right and you should be able to do it at any time in your life, I don't know. Okay, cool, great, good, great, grand. That's your view. Do I agree? Do I disagree with it vehemently? Absolutely. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. I'll be happy to discuss that one on one point. I would point. discuss it with let's you. Let's go. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to shout and be like, yeah. "Well, let's 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 open that up because the context stuff." And when you like, if you can if you can examine an issue beyond a 30 second soundbite, you start to rethink your position. You do. You start you to really go, "Ooh, well, how does that work?" Um, I don't right, know what go. I was thinking. Let's do. <laughs> let's do our, let me talk about the armor of God, and then I'll okay. we'll, we'll fl- switch over to what I was going to talk about. Okay. Um, so to your to your. <laughs> Coming back to the original question that got us started is, how do you deal with this chaos world? How do you deal with that? Um, Armor of God is Ephesians 6.10, and it's 10 through—I got to figure about this one a second. It's 10 through through 20, so let me read it real quick. Okay. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, for when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith from which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me so that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel for which I'm an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So I love this because it's a practical application, right? So it let's, is. Go, let's 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 walk through this because our conversation today is about how do we deal? How do with we the chaos? How do we how do we handle? How do we chaos? deal? So the armor of God. What I love about the armor of God. I'm clicking buttons now that I didn't want to do. Stop it. Um, and when it says the day of evil comes, my interpretation is that's just every day. Like I'm like, oh, it always comes. Revelation is coming. No, this, this is not talking about revelation. This is just talking about like, hey, when the, when when the evil stuff starts happening, when the when the fan hits the sh- whatever. Here it is, game yep. on. Let's do this. Um, so stand firm. So the belt of truth re- buckled around your waist. Uh, I always liked, and again, this is probably a little bit not contextual, but <laughs> the belt the belt holds your pants up. It does hold your it pants up. It also is the belt of truth around your waist. And if yep. you get cut on your waist, yep. you're going to get injured. It's going to hurt. You're going to bleed yep. out probably. That's true. So the belt of truth, and I love the truth because the truth the truth is, mid- is in your midsection. It's not like it's up here or down here. It's It's the center of your being. The, the truth that you hold to yourself. Again, this is this is just my contextual interpretation. You're probably looking through. If you're out there and you're looking through a concordance, you're like, oh, you're wrong. Cool. Email me. Let me know. I'm happy, yeah. to, I'm happy to take the heat. Um, so the belt, the belt, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, which again, if you think about the breastplate, it protects your heart. Heart, exactly So that right. breastplate protects anything from attacking your heart. Yeah. Which is where Christ lives because you invite Christ into your heart. That's exactly your right. So that's where he home. That's, that's right. where he's made his home. And so that breastplate protects but it's also a sign of like I am following Christ. This is who I am. It's kind of a stamp. It's a stamp. Yeah. It is indeed. Um, 
breastplate of righteousness with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Now, my interpretation of this has always been um, the feet fitted with the readiness. That means you're ready to go. You're not sitting around going, oh, you're what, always what, ready. What yeah. am I going to do today? It's like, no, there's something that somebody needs. There's a community in need. I got to go. I got to make the journey. And in this, in context, in that, in, back in the day, they don't have no Teslas. They got feet and donkeys. And little carts. And little carts. That's how they got around. That's how they got. And so when he's talking about those feet of readiness, it's like, be ready to go. Yeah. Ready, and they would walk days upon like weeks. Paul. Paul did that. They, their tra- their travel, man. Yeah. They were they were getting their cardio in for sure. Yeah. Um. So the feet for the addition, um, the shield of faith, which again is your your shield, so you can use that to protect yourself um, against the flaming arrows of the evil one. So again, it's a mobile thing where you can yeah, protect you can anywhere in, in addition to what you've got to protect yourself with. Um, helmet of salvation, which sits on your head, which protects your brain, your mind, yep, your mind. How you think, but the salvation is that's where it's that's where it it starts. Is that it's head. like the newness? Yeah, your mind yep. is protected. Your mind is focused on the salvation through Christ. That's right, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and then pray in the Spirit in all times and occasions. It it spends it spends what four verses or so talking about prayer. Yeah, and I think that that's four important. verses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it's like that's a huge deal because it's like we should always be praying. And we can talk about we can do a whole episode on prayer at some point. Pray without ceasing. I got I got a bunch of notes on prayer. Um, but like that's how you deal with the world. You put on your armor. Now I'm not talking actual literal armor. Don't go out and start fighting people in the streets with swords. Because <laughs> that's not gonna that's not gonna work you, out. Then you broadsword people. Yeah. Well and the sword the sword they talk about is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Yeah. So the sword of the spirit is your Bible. Yeah, and so swords were never were always at the side of of a, of a warrior of a yeah. of a knight or whatever you call it. Yeah, the sword was never taken off. At the it's end, of the, at the end of the night, it, the sword was sitting on the table next to you when you went to bed. Like it was always with you. You never lost your sword. Your sword was your own. You yeah. didn't just have like a collection of five swords. You had a sword. You owned that sword. That's right. You spent money on that sword. You cared for that sword. Um, you think about what the mechanics of, of sword care. Sword oh, yeah. care. You got to sharpen it. Yeah, you gotta clean it, you gotta polish it. Yeah, you gotta care for it. You gotta have a good, a good carrying case for it. Yep. A sheath. You gotta have a holster. You gotta. There's so much involved in the care of the sword. But you look at all of these pieces and you think about all the care that has to go into them. Yeah. The helmet of salvation. You had to clean it. You had to shine it. You had to make sure that it got repaired if it got True. damaged. Your breastplate. It was shined. It was repaired. If it got impacted. All of. So that is the additional layer with the armor of God. Is it's not just because you put it on and you just take it and go yep. through. It's no. It's an everyday. Those shoes. I guarantee you, those shoes they wore in the in, in the Bible times, man, they needed repairs constant. All the time. And their feet needed to be cleaned. And so there's so much maintenance and work that goes on with yep. that armor. Yeah. So not only should you be putting on your armor of God, but you need to be coming back to Christ and working with him and yep. polishing that armor and strengthening that armor because armor grows. Armor gets better with time. You gotta level up, man. The armor that I had at 16 is not the armor I have at 41. No, it's way different. Yeah, and so armor grows and changes. And so that metaphor, and we can explore that in a future episode as well, of how do you do that? What does that look like day to day of each piece of the armor and how do you live that life huh. against the chaos? Because That's interesting. Chaos is it's it's manipulative. It'll 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 spin you around. It will. But the power of it is that you can protect against it you yeah. can stand against it and you can get out of the way of it you can you can say you know what i'm not gonna no i'm not doing this today i'm gonna go i'm gonna go the path of righteousness the right. path that where god wants me to go where christ asks me to go the wwjd yep. question um 
Interesting. So there's oh your there's goodness. your long answer to a short question. I don't know how much time we've we've talked for. I don't matter. Okay. <laughs> I just go however long if okay. I need divided. I, I probably need to make my it's almost it's, it's five forty five almost. Holy moly! So we've been at this for a bit. So like, the power of of Christianity and the power of Christ is it's in these conversations. Yep. It's not a fifteen minute like little moment. No. It's not a five no, minute no. hit. No. I mean that's a part of it. Yeah, you do your five minutes on a on a devotional app. Great. But Christ never Christ wanted us in community. We the reason why yep. the first century churches existed is because that was what they were supposed to do. Yep. It came out of the old testament practices of gatherings of gatherings, of festivals, yep. of holidays, of remembrances, Passover. Passover, Passover was a big deal. Ram and Kippur? Yeah, Ram, Yom Kippur. Like these yep. these moments, these yep. gatherings have been ingrained in us as Christians um, and the Israelites before us for so long that we, I think, in some ways in 2023, we've forgotten the power of gathering. Some, like, there's some churches who do it really well, like, but they don't, they're not, they're not the popular big ones. They're not popular. Because no, no one. The big ones aren't. Yeah. But, but you, but if you find a people to to sit down and talk like this yeah but and, and to engage with and to to sharpen and to even like challenge like hey how are you doing with your armor what's your status how you been what do you need from me how can i be praying for you stuff like that come on that's that stuff. is the power and potential of a christian community who isn't focused on well how do we how do we right the wrongs today yeah. how do we love on people who need it how do we love on the people in our community the lost the poor yeah. the broken or just your friend next door who you haven't talked to in two months. Like, go over and knock on that door and be like, hey, you want to come have come do barbecue with us? Hey, we, we got some food. You want to come hang out? Like, yep. And again, I, I'm not good at that at all. Like, I have neighbors. I don't know who they are. Um, but that's the thing is that the Christian faith is always under construction. We're always a work in progress. But we have True. to be working towards. You have to work towards yeah, something. You got to work on it. It's, yep. it's all about that work. All right. So I've, I've, I've uh, exploited time. What are your thoughts yes. on the chaos? So burn it all down. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, I think your view has a lot to do with it. You have to. So, like, I've always been an optimist. I've always been that way. Now, there was a time when I reached this. There's two points in my life when I reached a point where I kind of lost that, and it was with my dad when he died, and when my brother died, and when a friend of mine named Denise died. Mm -hmm. When those three people died, that I kind of had a negative view there for a while. But God, as he always does, come back in, brought me back in, and now I'm good. I, I'm not going to say that I'm completely good, but yeah, it. I don't know, man. It's always a work in progress. It's never you, – you have to remember that you're never going to be perfect and that you're never going to do everything perfectly. But you always know that God is always working on you to make you yeah. better. That's what I think it's about. He, that's what he does. Faith is a journey. Mm -hmm. it's not a one-time hey here you're done yeah you you walk with him every day and i think that that's where i find that when i learn how to walk with him mm -hmm. and i learn how to trust him the chaos just kind of fades away right it becomes more background noise it, background noise yeah. yeah you don't really pay attention to it you're just like oh it's there but but then you can pray for the things that you see happening around you yeah. and then the chaos starts to go away yeah or some you, see, you see the impact of those prayers in the people in your life. Individual you. people. Yeah. That's right. And that's I'm not I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say that, you know, prayer doesn't have power. Prayer does have power. Like there's there's no question in my mind. It is it is a it is an intercessory and engaging thing it is. Um, that we need to be doing. And that's I've seen it happen yeah. helping my life. Yeah. I have. Well and it 
a lot of times it's not even like people. I think a lot of people imagine prayer as like, well, you pray and it happens and it's a boom shakalaka lightning bolt from the sky. Sometimes, sometimes, but, but more, rare. more or less, it's sometimes it's just an incremental moving of the needle in it's life a or in a situation where yep. your prayer and your pushing for that and believing in that helped change that or turn the tide in that moment. Yep. Um, you know, praying for peace, praying for calm, praying for, you know, re- releasing your anger and, and handling that anger means that as you pray through that and as you talk to God through it, that the next time you get pissed off and you want to start throwing hands, yep. maybe you don't throw hands. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm walk away. I'm going to find my peace in Christ right now. Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm That's gonna, the first step. Yeah. yeah. And then and then the next time it happens, you go, man, I didn't do it the last time. I ain't doing it this time and I'm not even getting into this argument. I'm walking away. Y'all have fun. Enjoy your lives. Bye, Felicia. Like you just yeah. like that, that, that pr- progress through prayer and, and, and work in your life. Yeah. Because you can't just pray and expect it to happen. You got to pray and you got to work at it. Um, True. Of, that, that's that's the two part process. Is you can't just be like, okay, God, you know, it's the it's, I think it's the Janet Janis Joplin song, like, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? All my friends drive Porsches. I'll make amends. It's like that's not how it works. God's not a candy machine. God's no, not a, God's not an auto, machine, auto dealership. Nope. Um, but God is a God who listens and works. And um, yes, yeah. So yeah, it's. <sighs> Christianity is a great and wonderful thing, and it has been a part of my life for the better part of, what, 35, 36 years? My, almost my entire life for me, too. And I don't I don't think it's it's been shaken before, but it's remained strong. And we can talk about how, in, in future episodes, maybe how our faith has been shaken. Cause, I got um, some notes to take. Yeah, we, we, got, we, got, some, we got some stories. We got to, a lot of them. We got stories to tell, so this, this podcast is far from over. But, we, hey, we got episode two out. Yeah. Woo! Well, I hadn't. Okay, so forgive me. I hadn't released it yet, y'all. Oh, okay. They're done. I'm just well. One of them when you're li- when you're listening to this episode, one will have come out. Yes. And yes, then when yes. this one comes out, there'll yeah. be an episode three that we're recording right. and four and five and six. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. I'm finished. I got nothing left. Yeah, I got nothing left either. <laughs> so thank y'all for listening to Mad Monks Podcast. My name is Chris. My name is Aaron, and uh, we we love each and every one of y'all. Yeah, and may we the do. Lord. May you walk in the Lord, may you find the Lord, and may you explore what the Lord has for you. That's right. Amen. Amen, Amen, y'all. Bye.